This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. How can AI help you launch a business? That's one of the exciting things that we're going to be talking about today on Everyday AI. This is your daily live stream podcast newsletter. It's everything for you to help you understand and actually use AI in your everyday lives. And that's one of the things that we're going to be talking about today with our guest, Emma Lowe. She's the partner at Flight Level 180. Emma, thank you for joining the show. Hi, Ron. Thank you for having me, Jordan. Uh, we're excited. So we're going to go over the news and AI first, but if you are listening live, so like I said, uh, we are streaming live to LinkedIn, but um, if you're live, please drop uh, Emma a comment or myself, and we'll talk about it. If you're listening uh, later on the podcast uh, or just you know reading about this in the newsletter, please join us live every morning, 7.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, all right. Now that I got that out of the way, a couple, couple news pieces that are really uh, exciting. So number one, uh, if you didn't see this, it's wild. And, and this is going to, I, I think, become a very like uh, gray area in the future. But there's actually a lawyer who used ChatGPT. Uh, to file charges. And now he's actually might be facing charges himself because it turns out that uh, what he submitted to the courts, there was citations that ChatGPT created that didn't exist. Um, so so that lawyer is might be in a little bit of hot water. Um, kind of the second news piece of the day, Microsoft uh, over the weekend, the uh, president and vice chair of Microsoft said on the CBS show, Face the Nation, that... Uh, Lawmakers need to regulate AI, and they need to regulate it faster. Uh, my personal take is it seems the, the big uh, you know, CEOs of these tech companies, um, VPs, whatever, they're all saying like, oh, yes, we need more regulation. But obviously, they're the ones, their companies are growing so fast in the meantime. So um, I've, my, my hot take, at least here in the U.S., I, I think regulation is going to be a little slow. Um, so I think that they're in a very easy place to just say, oh, yes, AI needs to be regulated more. Uh, but that's not pretty that like, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, so let me know what you guys think. If, uh, you, you know, drop a comment, um, last piece of news and Emma, I want your take on this. So Nvidia now they're like a valued at a trillion dollar company after, you know, everyone needs their, their GPUs. So we talked about this on the show before, essentially a lot of this generative AI. So text to speech, text to image, text to video, they need Nvidia's GPUs. They're kind of the only company that can create a high enough, um, quality and, and a powerful enough processor to help all these uh, AI companies. But um, NVIDIA es essentially released uh, something at, at Computex, and there's a demo, we'll put it in the newsletter, but it allows a user to actually mm -hmm. chat with a live video game, and the video game responds to your voice. Uh, Emma, what do you think that's, that's going to be like? I know, I know you have, uh, you know, you have two, two, two kids. What do you think this technology is going to mean just, just for anyone? Oh, this will be so much fun. Imagine, well, well in, in video game, you always have these NPC always telling you the same story over and over and now become a conversation. And yeah. imagine taking the kids to the museum and um, some someone will come up and talk to you about the history of of somewhere like Greece and finally can give you a conversation and actually going through instead of put, push, um, pushing the buttons on this in the museum. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a great point because yeah, those 
those video games I remember as a kid, you, you know, they weren't that great in the late 80s, yes. early 90s, right? But yeah, you're like, you're so true. It's just repetitive. And I'm sure kids are fine playing the same story over and over. over but over. imagine, yeah, the possibilities when you can actually talk to a video game and it can react to you. Um, that's, that's wild. That's a wild use case. Um, but let's, well, let's talk about an actual use case of the technology right now. So Emma, again, thank you for joining us. So you are uh, the partner of Flight Level 180, but we're going to be talking about something else, uh, something else today. So I'm going to share, uh, share my screen. So if you are watching uh, live, you can kind of see uh, the, uh, what we're going over. But if you're listening on the podcast, um, I'll try to explain it to you. So this is Fly Two Places. Um, so uh, this is a new app that um, Emma and uh, her husband recently launched. So I don't want to I don't want to like take too much shine from from the big reveal, Emma, because I know this is a little new. So tell us what is Fly to Places and who is it for? So think of uh, so Fly to Places is really an app for private pilots. Think of TripAdvisor, but for pilots. So mainly the core use case is. Um, the owner pilots, private pilots to discover and plan extraordinary trips. For There are really tons of um, tools out there for flight planning itself, but once you arrive at the destination, what do you do next? It's really a niche market for private pilots right now. Currently in the States, there are about over half a million active users. And it's really, as I, like I mentioned, it's really a niche product for owner pilots. And then the secondary market is for the renter pilots and student pilots. So trip advisors, but for pilots. Love it. So if you're watching this, you might be asking, okay, app for pilots. Awesome, right? Like, yeah, it sounds sounds like it fits a a, a cool use case, right? But why are we talking about it on on everyday AI? Well, that's because you guys – really tapped into AI to bring this idea to life. And that's and that's something that we wanted to talk about today on the show. So Emma, talk a little bit about how you guys went from idea to now a live app that's being used um, out in the wild, you, you know, so people are using this. And how did you use actually AI to get there? The, um, the first question, how do we came up with this idea? I, I think we in the beginning, we said this TripAdvisor for pilots, but um, if you really look into it, well, how about this? Most of the destination discovery for pilots, it's really the information out there and it's very scattered. We had to go through a lot of YouTube channels and um, Facebook groups to kind of mine that information out. This really become a pain point as um, we took the trip to Bahamas as a little side trip. And when we were planning destinations, it was really hard to find, okay, where is the crew car? Where is the, where, what's the customs like, et cetera, and where to go from A to B. Um, and then af- <laughs> after hours of research, then compile this information together, then sharing the information with friends and family was another pain point. It was hard to have my husband tell me, okay, we're going to do this, A, this, B. It's just really hard instead of a, a normal Google Doc, right? And after from the coming back, Lots of friends and family asked us, how do you get there? So we thought about what if there's a tribal knowledge that from pilots that is organized, collaborated, and delighted to use? What if we can share this um, destination itinerary with outside of pilots group, for, for example, like me, passenger, et cetera, with friends and family? 
So we develop voucher places. We use uh, um, ChatGTP OpenAI to produce content. And um, as you can see there, right now I think we have like 25,000 destinations, but it's adding more and more. And having all these, like where the crew car, where the things, um, just using OpenAI to create the content. And also the next piece is um, to ver verify it. So we talked about tribal knowledge. You can also add your own destination, upload, downvote, verify if this is a use a good place for you. And <laughs> the other one you can see on the, on the screen, we also use Midjourney to create those images for different, des different destinations. Yeah, so. Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside ChatGPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free Prime Prompt Polish ChatGPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from ChatGPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realize that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access, go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. Uh, zooming in a little bit on the images here. So yeah, great images. You know, there's a, a plane, you know, from people looking out, you know, kind of out the window at a plane and a beautiful sunset. And then there's this getaway photo with very vibrant colors. And, you know, Emma, even when we originally talked about this before you told me, hey, we use Midjourney for these photos, I didn't know. <laughs> you know, I looked at these photos and I'm like, oh, these are great photos. But, you know, Midjourney um, helped you create these. So talk a little bit about the process. In If you aren't um, really sure what Midjourney is, it's, it's a text-to-image platform where you can, you know, type in an image and, you know, kind of what you want, and it will actually give you great images. But, Emma, talk about that that piece to, to Midjourney because sometimes getting visuals is, is one of the more challenging pieces to launching a new project because the visuals are so prominent. So talk a little bit about that process. So for my ideal and we, and the content is the hardest part, actually, instead of hiring millions of photographer or pay for for um, images, we just use Midjourney. For example, um, <laughs> there is actually an Oyster Fest coming up in Maine <laughs> or Lobster Fest. So okay. we just like prompt in like what's happening, create a, a visual for this particular reason. And then, yeah, boom, it's so easy. And it's so much fun with Midjourney. With a new version coming out, it's getting more and more realistic and come more um, situational. Can kind of say what this person's doing and doing what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marianne, thank you for the comment. You know, Marianne said this is so cool, Emma, and I think it is cool because um, you know what what you guys did. You took. I think so many people are always like, oh, you know, yes, I'd love to make an app or I'd love to, you know, launch a business. But, and there's always a but, right? That, yeah, but we don't have content writers or but, you know, there's so much research that needs to go into it and we don't have time or but, you know, the visuals, how are we going to get them? Um, and you guys have a, a, a really, um, I think, fascinating use case, Emma, that shows, hey, you just brought 
another person on your team. You know, you brought AI in. So what would this have looked like um, without, you know, chat GPT or, or mentoring? Yeah. What would this process have looked like without those tools? It's definitely for months. <laughs> it saved months of development, I would say. If that definitely make the um, content creation or the launch faster, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did, um, how long, I guess, how long did you guys have this, this idea for this app? Is this something you guys had thought about for many years? Is it more of kind of like a, a more recent, um, kind of project that after the pain point that you described, you're like, all right, yeah, let's, let's get this app going. Like when did, when did the idea come about? Uh, we literally really just take a trip in, in January and just after, um, I'm not sure how long, the dev, but the dev team probably spent about like week, a month, like eight weeks to produce the app. We have a, and I think it just really make the content creation and instead of a roadblock, it was just there. And um, it, that, that's that's really it. It's really speed up the process with AI and um, mid journey. Yeah. So thinking, you know, Emma, yeah, Emma, yeah. So so what you what you learned in this process, right? To, to go through because the first time you use ChatGPT or the first time you use MidJourney, everything's not going to come out perfectly, no. right? So what was <laughs> it, you know, maybe what were a, a lesson or two that you learned through this process that you can share with others that can kind of learn um, kind of from your journey of doing this? With, um, I think with any AI tool, it's always garbage in, garbage out. You really have to be very specific with your prompts of what what you specifically want. So in our app, we do have um, have a little itinerary situation, like where you want to go, how long you want to be, and um, who is this for? This can be a romantic um, trip or a family trip, museum, or a fishing tour. So it kind of narrowed, we try to narrow it down on the the, the details of what you want to prompt ChatGTP for. And then a plan and cherry, then you can text it to your friends. Well, the the challenge part is, it's always fun. Like we reproduce an itinerary, for example, let's say um, Taipei, that's where I'm from. <laughs> but when I look into what, it, yes, it got all the big destination out, but from, it, it forgot from point A to point B, there is traffic. <laughs> How do you get there? So the whole traffic thing, yeah. Yeah, it's a traffic thing. And how while you're going to the west, to the east end, and come back to the west. So there's definitely more um, more things that you need to be put in a prompt or to consider it when we're producing this. Yeah. Um, so PJ has a great question here. We kind of referenced this, but we didn't go all the way. So, you know, PJ's asking, were you able to use AI? to create the app or was it, you know, a, or is AI used in the app? So I, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to, I'm going to let you take it. Emma was uh, AI used to actually create. So I think she's asking kind of on the development side. Yeah. We used uh, AI to create the content in the image so far. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's, that's a great PJ. That's a great question. Um, and that's something that I've seen, you know, people have kind of taken it to the next level. Um, I think the things that, you know, Obviously, Emma, you guys were quick to the game, you know, so starting on this in January, you know, that's like that was like a month or so after, you know, ChatGPT was released to the public. Um, you know, even as, as, as I recall, MidJourney was was really in its 
infancy in in january right so we say that at the end of may but you know these these tools have gone through so much development over the last couple of months but you know i do know now you know people are using you know chat gpt and other um you know google yes. bard to actually you know code uh and develop do you, do, do you think you'll ever take it that route or do you just think that you're just going to be using it for kind of the content and just the images? Um, there's definitely more to improve in the back end. So I would say I'll leave that to the dev team <laughs> to decide what's the next step. Um, but this was developed as really the first version or MVP. We literally just launched it on May 4th and already have a hundred of use cases, like users in our app and from 40 states and two province. We really want to have this a niche product for pilots, want to see how the user feedback and then go from there. Uh, Lauren, Lauren, thank you for your comment. This is so true. So Lauren said, oh, she just told y'all that your prompts are trash. Savage, but true. She's a fan forever. Uh, that's awesome. But, you know, Lauren, you bring up a great point. You know what Emma said? I skipped over it, but it's actually one of my favorite uh, kind of sayings, especially in the AI space, like garbage in, garbage out, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, whether it's prompts to get content, prompts for uh, images, garbage in, garbage out. Emma, talk a little bit more about that. So like the very first time that you were trying to use ChatGPT, you know, whether it was to get content for the app or images, did you kind of, you know, get some subpar uh, results the first time around? It's always fun to see what mid-journey come up as image. <laughs> it's, um, it's, but um, it's, it did get more and more specific as you, be more specific of what your um, images re request for, right? Yeah, exactly. I did. Yeah, okay. Um, I, oh, another another great question from from PJ here. So so with the app, Emma, um, how are you monetizing? I'm I'm sure that's something you've talked about plenty. But what's what's the plan? You know, for this app to to monetize it. Um, <clears throat> so right now, um, we're kind of letting our beta user to use the app right now for future use. We're definitely going to use more AI in the app, maybe probably towards the app development. And as for a trip planner, point A, point B, we talk about that. Instead of um, telling all the, the destination, also we can fine tune that preference, maybe consider the traffic or how easy it is to be in there. And um, really another thing that in the the, um, if you think of the flight planning is that recommend for destination based on the aircraft capacity in the pilot experience. For example, we don't want a, well, a second core is the student pilots. We want them to explore a wild area in the bush pilot. We want to, you know, just kind of consider how the airport, the runway, et cetera. And really want to take the next level is to help the pilot community. There is a lot of like mentorship need in this community as um, with mentees, mentors, and based on pilot experience and how to take it to using the community power to kind of nurture and continue this tribal knowledge collaboration. Yeah, that's that's a great point because um, I'm sure it varies a little bit, you know, from from country to country. Um, you know, here, here in the US over the last like year and a half, there's been a huge pilot shortage, um, right? So Emma, how do you think that this community piece you know, just helping, you know, you, you talked about mentorship, just making pilots day-to-day -day lives easier. Um, how much do you think that this can mean? You know, obviously it's 
right now it's 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 brand new it's freshly launched you know you're getting initial feedback but how much do you think that this can mean to to just the industry and giving them a tool that can help them grow in their careers uh, right now um the product communities are living in facebook groups which is you have for example there there's a public group for bahamas with everything there but it's all conversation there's nothing organized or um like updated so far, right? So we want, I think at the beginning you say we want to be organized, delightful to use, and also continue growing and contributing. So um, once we refine the things a little better, I think go-to-market will be uh, more than just a forum or more than just community. We're going to like the paid marketing or maybe matching up um, like people who want more hours. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's, that's a great point. Um, you know, I know, I know we went a little bit over already, you know, everyday AI is a fast show, Emma, but I do, I do have one or two more questions for you as we wrap up. So I think that what you guys did so, so, um, fascinating, uh, with, with, with how quickly you guys went from idea and using different pieces of AI and getting a product live. Um, Mm -hmm. so with that in mind, Emma, maybe what advice would you have for other people that they're saying, Hey, I'd love to be able to launch a business, but, you know, I do have these kind of roadblocks. So from your experience, you know, especially with using AI, you know, what might you tell someone with, you know, tapping into AI to help them launch a business? Really just be open-minded, tap into Jordan, see, (laughs) to kind of keep up with the industry knowledge. And um, really, I think it's with collaboration. If you... It's okay you don't know something, but if you work with um, somebody else, they will help to launch the business. Really just um, that open-minded collaboration and, yeah, to new technology. That's really it. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's great. And, you know, I like that you said that, Emma, you know, just being open to collaborate because, you know, you do have to almost talk about, which is weird to say it this way, you almost have to talk about your relationship with, like, ChatGPT. Right. Um, and, and going back to that garbage in, garbage out, because if you go in there with ChatGPT and, and you're looking to um, have it help you build a business, you have to say like, hey, I need help here, here, here and here. Like you have to almost, you know, be very vulnerable and say, hey, I need help, you know, coming up with the business name or coming up with a business plan or helping me write the content for the front page, you know. So so I I do think that. um that, that I've seen with entrepreneurs is, you know, sometimes being too proud and saying, oh, I can do it all myself. But uh, Emma, I think you have a great use case here that says like, hey, it's okay to, to say, hey, this isn't our strong suit. Let's collaborate on that. So like what, um, like how do you think that this is going to even change um, in the future? You know, do you think that there's going to be more great apps like like the ones that, that, that you built here just because people are going to be more open to collaborating with AI almost as that third, you know, second or, or third, you know, pe- uh, person on their team? Yeah, I definitely. We're, we're, we have, um, <laughs> we have uh, more people coming in and say, want to help with the dev, but we also have a <laughs> dev thing. I think, um, yeah, using AI for a data build for any any way, and that's, yes, that's for sure. Yeah. And yeah, if you, anybody wants to know how we built this and wants to build MVP, reach out to us, and we'll we'll share our experience as well. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, so, so that's a great call out, Emma. This, this, um, at least on LinkedIn here, um, I'll be in the comments. I'm sure that Emma will be in the comments as well. So feel free to ask more questions. Um, because I think that we didn't, you know, this is a very short conversation, but we could get into it much more. Uh, so as we wrap it up, Emma, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing about your process, fly to places. It was great to have you on. Thank you. Thank you, Duran. Right. Yeah. All right. And just as a reminder, please go to your everyday AI.com. Um, a lot of the things that we talked about, we're going to be linking, uh, in the newsletter that goes out every single day. So, you know, we're going to have a little bit more about Emma's process, um, and the fly to places app, and you can sign up to win a year of premium, uh, chat GPT as well. So thank you for joining us today. And we hope to see you back tomorrow and every day at everyday AI. Thanks. Thank you. And that's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.